Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. I'm so excited to welcome back to the program because they have a lot to celebrate at the Humane Society of Harford County. Their marketing coordinator, Aaron Long. Aaron, how you doing? You're celebrating 76 years. That's amazing. We are, Gina. Yeah, it's great to be back on the show and uh, to tell everybody about um, our 76 years in uh, in business of, of service to the Hartford County community. Yeah, we're really excited about it. I mean, we're going back to 1946 here, and I love the original, like the reason I contacted you at first, because the, the headline said it all. It's like Humane Society of Hartford County celebrates 76 years of service. And you wrote in your press release, that's 15 in dog years, which I thought was super cute. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's and we had a chance to talk uh, earlier in the pandemic. I, I looked it up on my Instagram feed and it was September 13th, 2020. And I remember when we talked back then, it's going to be quite a lot of the same things I assume we're going to be talking about today, except for the celebration, because honestly, our world really hasn't changed that much since then. But um, maybe we can catch up on, amongst other things, your celebration as well as like back then, I think it was like everyone's adopting or they're relinquishing animals or the things that you specifically needed in the middle of a global pandemic where we can't forget our furry friends. Uh, Do you find that it's kind of like not that much has changed since then? You know, we have been, the last two years have been just up and down and everything in between. And we've seen things we've never seen before. Um, And we're just all holding on for the ride. It's been crazy. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's it's about the animals. And, um, you know, so we, we've had COVID here in the shelter. We had a period of about two weeks where um, about, I would say about half of our staff was out either actively with COVID or um, they were quarantining because they were exposed. And, you know, we had to, for the first time in our 76 years, we had to shut down for two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because we didn't have enough staff to take care of the animals. So, you know, I'm usually at a desk all day long, and I was uh, cleaning cat cages, and, and you know, it, it, because at the end of the day, again, it's all about the animals and making sure they have the absolute best care. And you guys are so great on social media, and so people know you are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and HarfordShelter.org. I notice uh, throughout the pandemic, you will post like, hey, we need blankets, we need food, we need kibble, whatever it is. You know, you guys have been keeping in touch with the community about your needs, which I'm sure are ever-changing. They are, and it's been so gratifying because people really want to help, and they understood, for the most part, you know, that when we did have to close or when we did have an urgent need for something, um, they were stepping up and helping out. And, you know, lately, um, because of the uh, global supply chain issues, now we're having trouble finding wet cat food. Yes, everybody is, whether you're a shelter or just a person with a cat or two or three or however many. I've heard that from so many people. What do you do? Do you have any special magical connections because you're a big animal shelter? Are you in the same boat everybody else is? Well, we're kind of in the same boat everybody else is, but, you know, we put something out on social media and right away uh, a, a supporter who happens to be, she she's in the pet industry and she sells pet products and things, and she stepped right up. She contacted her suppliers, and uh, she's going to be uh, coming out and, and donating some cases of cat food. So it's just, it's wonderful. It's so gratifying that people just, they want to help. Yeah, it's so cool. It's a good good problem to have, right? Uh, I love the support of the community because everybody loves animals, of course. And sometimes we all need a little bit of help. And that's what you're there for, amongst other things. But February 5th was the big day, officially. So first of all, you know, happy anniversary, 76 years. That's amazing. What an achievement. 
and, you know, tell us a little bit about what you're doing to celebrate. And were those meetings like were you at all trepidatious? Like, here we are. We're still we can't have giant gatherings. You can't have a, you know, a huge gala downtown or something. You know, like, were you still mindful of like, how's the best way to celebrate in the middle of everything we're going through? Absolutely. You you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head that we, we've had to pivot and um, just come up with some creative ways to do things and realize that, yeah, we can't have gatherings. We, um, you know, people, we just, we go virtual um, with everything. So we were kind of directing everybody, hey, go take a look at our wish list. Go make a symbolic $76 donation, you know, on our website. Um, we put together a list last year when we were celebrating our 75th of 75 ways that you can help the animals. And all of those 75 ways are things you can do. You don't have to set foot in the shelter. You can do those in, the, in your community, in your neighborhood, um, you know. Uh, and then we're also taking uh, $76 off the adoption fee of all the dogs in the shelter this month. That's amazing. So, yeah, just some fun ways that you can get together and you can get your family together. You can even get crafty at home um, and make enrichment toys for the dogs that don't really cost a penny. Like if you want to take, let's say you have an empty plastic water bottle, you don't want to throw it away or recycle it. Um, all you have to do is take an old sock, shove that water bottle in the sock, tie a knot, and you've got a, a interesting, fun, crunchy toy for the dogs. And it really costs you nothing. That's a great idea. And, you know, cats love boxes, right? <laughs> oh, <that>. yeah. <laughs> really anything. You can make a toy out of anything and they'd be happy to have it. Absolutely, yeah. Cut a hole in the box and put it on the ground and... You've got an instant cat toy. It's great. And, you know, since we, we have, you know, the official February 5th has, has passed us, but um, but the, tell us about how, you know, the milestone and the celebration is really going on all month long. So people have, if they haven't had a chance to to donate the symbolic $76 or help you. And maybe real quick, um, where where would $76 go? Like how far can that go? How How much can that amount of money, for instance, help? We, we are very good at stretching a dollar, Gina. <laughs> so, it, you know, it can go pretty far. Um, it can spay and neuter um, probably, I would say, about two, uh, two animals probably. Um, it sure is going to buy, you know, a couple bags of food. Um, it's going to help to go toward our exorbitant heating and cooling costs. Um, gosh, I can go on and on about how that dollar can get used here at the shelter for the benefit of the animals and for the benefit of the community, of the people that are coming in to look at the animals. You know, the lights are on. It's warm in here. Um, we have blankets, food, vaccines, yeah. you know, excellent care for the animals. So, yeah, we, we really stretch that dollar pretty far. I'll say, well, you just mentioned a zillion things that, that you need uh, 76 times, um, you know, at least the amount of people that are listening to this program at the very That's least. right. Hopefully they're feeling generous. And, um, you know, definitely 76 years would be a good time to, to reflect and talk about your history and uh, include yourself in that, too. You know, how long you've been with the organization and how you've kind of grown with that that role and uh, and how you know, uh, the uh, Humane Society of Harford County is, has managed to survive that long. That's, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of the, the uh, historian here, and um, I love history, and I love the shelter's history specifically. I could talk about it all day, but I know that's not everybody's thing, so I won't bore people. But, um, yeah, we were started, you know, back in 1946, World War II was over, um, and there were a lot of animals that were just were roaming, um, whether their owners didn't come home from the war or um, whether they were suffering economically. Um, but we had a huge problem in this county, as I think a lot of counties did with 
stray animals roaming around. They were threatening people's livestock, you know, threatening their chickens and bothering, you know, their cows because we are very, we still are. We're a very um, agricultural society um, up here in Harford County. Yeah, you still are. That's uh, yeah. I, your roots haven't really changed all that much. Maybe you have a couple more uh, shopping centers and some uh, some restaurants. And we whatnot, do. Yeah, but you know yeah what I just mean. a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the most part, um, you know, it's it's which is a lot of why people love living and and working and being from Harford mm-hmm. County is because of all those things. That's right. That's right. And, you know, so um, there was a woman named Mrs. Elsa Voss. Uh, she lived in uh, Moncton, and uh, her family was very prominent. Uh, they raced horses, and she was a horse lover. She was a huge animal lover. And uh, she banded together with a group of concerned citizens, and uh, they worked to um, Established, they bought this the the farmhouse and the property that we're on right now. And in 1946, in February, and we're pretty sure it was February 5th, based on a really good scrapbooks and documentation that Mrs. Voss kept. That um, that was when uh, we were incorporated and and we started operating as uh, the Humane Society, and um, really just changed the lives of. We think we estimate that over the years we've taken care of about. Um, Maybe five hundred thousand animals. Holy cow! It, yeah, I know it's crazy, um, it, it, and we don't know. We don't have exact records, but we estimate, you know, that maybe you know between four and five thousand animals a year that we've cared for. That's um, that's incredible. And you know, I use the expression "holy cow." Um, you know, when we get into what kinds of animals, do, do you ever get cows? That's probably a good question, right? been here for um, a little over 15 years, and I've never seen a cow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I should change my, my reaction then. I'll just say, holy cats, and it's raining cats and dogs here. It is, right. I know. <laughs> and, you know, I but I have seen, you know, some really interesting animals, and um, we have had some interesting farm animals. I remember one time uh, we got a couple of peacocks, and I had never actually seen a peacock <laughs> in the flesh. Oh, the I bet feather. they're beautiful. They are absolutely, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't, I think one of them was a male because isn't it the male that has all of the, the beautiful tail feathers that they flash, you know, to attract a female? Isn't I, that I think that's true, yes. I mean, Mother Nature is incredible that they're equipped with this sort of, uh, you know, technology, I guess, if you will, for yeah, lack of exactly. a better word. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, everything happens for a reason, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And what, so one of them was definitely male. And, you know, every once in a while you were lucky enough to kind of see him, um, you know, in all of his glory. I mean, yeah, they were beautiful, but I never knew, like, oh, people keep these as pets. But I had no idea, yeah. They got adopted, so, um, you know, that was wow. that was definitely unusual. Yeah, that was an unusual animal. Um, we've gotten some really unusual exotic animals. Um, let's see, we had, one time we had, like, 20 sugar gliders in here, and I'm not even sure I, I know what a sugar glider is. What are those? They're the, they're pocket pets um, because they're so small, and I think they're native to. Mm, is it Australia? It sounds um, like possibly yes, indeed. Yeah, they're these little. Um, they almost look like mice with um, like wings because they can they can leap and they can kind of uh, soar through the air. They're like flying squirrels. Wow. They're they're so interesting, but yeah. yeah, we got twenty at once, and so you can imagine, you know, that we were scrambling. You know, what do they eat? We have to get food for them. 
you know, we have to get the right cages and supplies and everything. But, um, yeah, they did all eventually find homes or um, or they went to a rescue. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's, a, that's an option, too. And do you make sure that these, like, you know, whoever wanted the peacocks, I would imagine they'd have to have some land. Like, you take all of that into account if they've, you know, if they have the right environment for the animal, if they have animals already, that kind of stuff. Is there sort of a, a screening process, if you will, that makes sure that they're going to the right home? Absolutely. Yeah, we, you know, a lot of people are concerned, um, you know, do we do home checks and, and all of those things? And we don't, we don't have the, the capacity to do that, but we do have an application that our adoption counselors will go through. They look at it to make sure that um, it's a good fit on paper. Um, they ask questions if they're concerned about anything. You know, they are going to do their adoption counseling and, um, and, Several of them are very seasoned um, and have worked at other animal shelters in the area, and they kind of know what they're looking for. Um, and, um, yeah, and then if we feel that it's right, then we'll do a meet and greet, and we want to make sure that, you know, the animal is a good fit, that the animal's happy. Yeah. Um, and the people are happy. And so you, can, you can tell that, you know, when they're, when they're happy to see them, that you, that's like, you're like, okay, we got the right people. Yeah, you, you get a gut feeling and, and you can kind of read the animal's body language, whether they're, you know, whether they're happy and, and whether it's going to be a good fit. That's yeah. awesome. You guys do so much. but And I imagine the answer might be there is no typical day, but uh, take us through maybe a typical day. Like what, what did you do yesterday or what what's normally like your beginning to-do list? And then I know in life some things tend to go in a different direction or off the rails depending on what sort of emergencies might pop up. But on a whatever a typical day might be, what tell, walk us through what that might be like. Yeah, you're right. There is no such thing as a typical day. And that's one of, kind of one of the things that I like um, about it is because we never know what's going to come through the door, um, whether animal control is coming, you know, they're at the back door and they're bringing in um, an injured raccoon or whether there's somebody at the front door and maybe they have a litter of kittens that they found that they're bringing in. Um, every day is different. Um, so we start our day at about 7 o'clock where um, the animal care folks come in and they start um, cleaning kennels and they're feeding the animals and they're doing all of those kind of day-to-day things. Um, we do have a surgical suite at the shelter, so our veterinarian is here. Uh, she's part-time and she comes in and she'll spend kind of her whole day spaying and neutering. Um, and let's see. Um, it's and the, just, how do you not fall in love? Like, how do you not end up uh, going home with, you know, three more animals? And I'm sure, like, all of you work there because you love animals. How do you, how do you make sure you're not adopting all your all your animals? My goodness. Gina, that's a, that's <laughs> you know a really I mean? good question. Like, yes. How do you not love a litter of kittens that r- arrives at the front door? I mean, I fall in love again, you know. Well, it's funny because every time there's a new staff person, usually, um, you know, we have like this kind of unwritten joke, you know, that, you know, usually within the first six months, you know, they're adopting something, you know, that they've fallen in love with. We've all done it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is hard. I, I fall in love. I get attached really easily. Um, so it's probably a good thing that I am in the office and I'm not working directly with the animals. Right, but, right. Um, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it is. And you have your favorites. But, you know, we all have, you know, just enough room in our homes. And, you know, once that's full, you know, we just um, we love them like they're family here. And then hopefully, you know, we're going to send them home to a wonderful family. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And um, so part of your job as marketing coordinator, do you find, are you the one that sort of like photographs um, any of the animals or puts anything on the website or social media and that kind of stuff? Does that like, that's one way to sort of like be near them, but also you're, you're helping, you know, get the word out about what's, who's available and all of that. 
Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's but, okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm posting things to social media. I'm putting things in our e-newsletter, um, pictures and biographies on the website, um, all of those things. And, yeah, and that's how I, I help, you know, that I'm not actually physically working with the animals, but, um, you know, what I'm doing is important. Yeah, well, absolutely. And you're, you're great with those newsletters. I mean, I always get them. That always keeps you at top of mind because, you know, we work with so many nonprofits on this show, but it's a way to keep you in the spotlight, whether you're going to appear on Spotlight on Maryland, pun intended, this week <laughs> or not. It just will happen that, that this week you are, but it, uh, you're always in my mind because you always keep um, the Humane Society of Harford County in the headlines. And that that's a testament to the great work that you do and all of your coworkers that you're able to do that because you're always at the top of my mind. And there are other shelters in the area, I know, which also do great work. But it's like it seems like you do a great job of making sure that everything is newsworthy and we know what you're up to. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we're all, you know, we all talk to each other, all of the different shelters, and um, we're very grateful, too, that um, some of them are um, pulling animals out of our shelter and putting them into their program. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. So we're all, yeah, we're all just a big um, big happy group dedicated to the animals. Yeah. yeah, so that people might not know that you do work sometimes, depending on the needs of the animal or the shelters specifically and your strengths and your capabilities, that you often help each other out like that. Absolutely. That's good yep, to all know. All the time. And, mm-hmm. um, and so what is one thing that you wish people outside of the shelter knew about your job? That's a good question. I think you might have written that one. Yeah. I, you know, yes, I suggested that question to you. Um, but it's a hard question to ask or to answer, excuse me. But there's so many things that I could say. Um, and I hope that my passion kind of comes through in in our conversation that, you know, I love this job, but I have never worked this hard in my life. Um, I'm not, you know, my job doesn't end at marketing. You know, I I do some fundraising. I do some uh, transport, you know, in my life and, you know, and all of this. I mean, there's so many different things that, you know, we all do that in our job. Yeah, especially now. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, I guess to give you a succinct answer is that, you know, I want people to know that we all care here. Um, We have a great team here right now. Um, You know, everybody is passionate um, and we, we care about the people that come to us. And sometimes people come to us and they're having a bad day. Um, You know, they're having a bad situation in life, um, whether they're, they're getting evicted or whether they're going through a divorce and, um, you know, and we care and we, we do, we take that home with us sometimes. Um, you know, it's hard not to, Mm -hmm. um, but we also care to the point that sometimes people get angry with us. Um, you know, where we do sometimes have to make those difficult decisions where we say, look, like this pet that you're really interested in, it, we're, we're getting the vibe that it's not a good fit. Um, you know, and sometimes people get angry at us. Yeah, it's got to be a little know, tough love there as well as that it, compassion it that you have. Yeah. So I just want people to, to just kind of understand that, you know, we're, we're, we want you. We want the pet adoption to be successful. We want everybody to be happy. And, um, you know, so, so really that's what it's all about. And if you, you know, be, come here with an open mind and um, we're going to help you find a pet that's appropriate for your needs, for your life lifestyle. And, um, you know, we want you to be happy. And, you know, that's what we try to do here. Yep, for sure. And uh, you were saying, you know, you work so hard, um, which you do. And it's also like most nonprofits, I know, rather than say, you know, spend money and hire another couple of people or something, you, do you find that you want to put that money back into, mm-hmm. you know, what the animals need 
rather than justifying that, you know, you're spending all this money on another body, sometimes you find that you're doing, you know, maybe on some days more than one job, perhaps more than two jobs. <laughs> That's just... Yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're very perceptive. I mean, absolutely. it And it is, I mean, and sometimes we do have to hire, you know, people. You have to. You have to have people in here to provide, you know, adequate care, um, you know, there are, we do have standards of care here at the shelter. It's written, yeah. we live it, you know, and. Or maybe you spend it in that, that arena as mm-hmm. opposed to like, you know, you having you have several assistants or something like that, as wonderful right. as that might be. But yeah, it's like you have to make sure that, that uh, some of those fundamental things are taken care of first. Right. And, I, you know, and I want people to know if they're listening to this and, you know, um, and they want, they feel compelled, you know, to, to make a donation, maybe not to I would love it if they make a donation to our shelter, but support your local shelter, um, you know, because they do need, um, they need things that I say are not sexy. You know, they need paper towels. They need um, uh, uh, bleach and laundry detergent and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And the less money that we have to spend on those things can go toward, um, you know, food and, and, and those necessary supplies to directly help the animals. That's so, important. How yeah. can how can people help? How can they best help? Besides right now, obviously, symbolically, $76 on the website, Cash is King, that helps a ton. But are there other ways that people can help right now? There are. And one of the things that um, I would like people to know is that um, spring is around the corner. <laughs> hold on. That all doesn't feel like it today, days. but I'm going to trust you on that one, Erin. <laughs> Spring is around the corner, and what that means is we're going to be getting, uh, start to get a lot of uh, pregnant cats and uh, orphan kittens and things like that. So a great way that people can help is to become a foster parent. Um, it, it's short-term. A lot of people um, are afraid they're going to fall in love, but if you go into it with the mindset of, you know, if I foster fail and I adopt this, you know, litter of kittens that I'm fostering, well, then I, I don't have room now to to take in another litter that needs me. So go into it with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so become a foster parent. Um, it's a great way to get your kids involved. Um, you know, they learn about giving back. They learn about taking care of what it takes to ca- take care of a pet. Um, so that's a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, How about we also? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if, if you were, were, we have uh, less than five minutes, so I want to make sure we get to, to everything that we were going to talk about. So I was just wondering if you're, if you're not finished with that, we can certainly finish that thought. And also was yep. just wondering um, if you were accepting new volunteers right now. So unfortunately, right now we are not. We get asked that question a lot, and um, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, um, we have had to limit um, the number of people that are in the building at one time. So unfortunately, no. Um, but if you go to our website and you click on that volunteer page, there's a list of things that you can do from home that are extremely valuable and important to us. Um, so cool. You can volunteer that way. Great. Yeah. So there, you definitely have pivoted remotely in that way because you can't just say, "Oh, no volunteers. We can't get any help." You found a way to do it safely and remotely and pretty um, efficiently, I might add. Um, And so what what would you say that the shelter really needs right now? Like today, what are your what are you low on? You're like, oh, we have no towels or, you know, what is the thing that you're like, uh oh, we get where you mentioned cat food, you know, earlier. The wet cat food is is in short supply for everybody these days. Um, Mm -hmm. What else are some things that you're looking for? Probably the number one thing that we get donated um, is things for dogs, dog food, dog toys, dog sweaters, leashes. And interestingly enough, the number one animal that we take in the most at the shelter are cats. Wow. Um, we take in probably two to three times more cats than we do dogs. So I really want to impress on people that the things that we need are things for cats, kitty litter, 
that wet cat food. We need cat food for our uh, pet food pantry. We do have that for uh, people that are having trouble making ends meet. We don't want them to have to surrender their cat to us. Um, so we do provide uh, food for Hartford County citizens. Um, things for kittens. All of those cat supplies we really, really need yeah, all it, throughout the year. That's a good point. And also, you know, sometimes you go to pet stores. I feel like there's always a, a greater number of dog toys than there are cat toys in some of our major uh, dog and pet chains. Do you find that's the case? Because I'm always... You know? Yeah, I think so. We're more. It seems like we're more of a like a dog society yeah. than we are anything else. But I, there's more cats. There, cats need us. I yeah. mean, yeah, there's there's such a need. And you know, you mentioned the um, the pet food assistance program. How can people do? Is that a, a, something they can go to uh, your website, which is HarfordShelter.org, and find out how they can get access to that food when and if they need it? Absolutely. It's no questions asked. Um, you can just come and visit us. Um, our hours are on our website. And um, just let us know what you're feeding, how many dogs, how many cats, um, and we certainly will help you out. Um, you do need to be a resident of Harford County, um, and that's pretty much the only stipulation. And if you want to donate, we do have um, a couple of requirements on there. The food must be unopened, within date, made in the USA, and um, we don't want any prescription food. Okay, wow, good to know all those very important things. Very very specific. And um, for people who don't know, whereabouts are you located? And you mentioned that historic uh, nature of your building, which is you're in the same uh, property that you were in when you were founded 76 years ago in 1946. That's incredible. Tell us a little bit about your space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thankfully, we're not in the same farmhouse. Oh, you're not? Okay. Yeah, we operated in a farmhouse for uh, almost, I would say, almost 71 years, but we're now in a brand-new facility. We've been here for about five years. It's still on the same property. We're on Connolly Road in Falston, and we're right up the street from everybody knows where the huge uh, Jones Junction car dealership is. We're right up the street. Um, You really can't miss us if you're on Connolly Road. And, yeah, stop by, come visit. Look at our website at HartfordShelter.org and check out what we have. That's right. I've seen that sign when I'm taking my car in for service or whatever. And uh, shout out, I know real quick, we've got less than a minute. If you want, uh, your, your executive director is amazing, Jen Swanson. Um, thanks for, you know, all you do, Aaron Long, marketing coordinator. But is there anyone like Jen, like that, and your staff that you want to thank real quickly as we wrap things up? Oh, my gosh. I can't single out one person. Like I said before earlier, um, we've got a really great team right now, really dedicated, really caring, and um, I'm proud to be part of this organization. I know you're hard at work, and we got to let you get back to it. Erin um, Long, Marketing Coordinator for the Humane Society of Harford County, celebrating 76 years. It's incredible, and I really do encourage everybody to go to HarfordShelter.org, whether it's that s- symbolic $76 donation or any way that they can help. Um, and we know it's much appreciated and going to a good cause. Aaron, thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Gina. It was a pleasure. Likewise. And you, you all out there, thank you for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.